Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wrestling Has Lost Its Way. Uh, interesting shit that went down. So, to further get into it, here's Johnny. All right. To start off, uh, I want to talk about this just real quick. I know we're a wrestling show, but the big news coming out of the week, and, and the only reason I'm mentioning this is because it does have to do with a, a WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, but as most people know by now, Donald Trump has coronavirus, which is, I mean, it's not good to wish that on somebody, but I, I think he, he had it coming. He brought it on himself by not telling people not to wear masks and not himself, not social distancing from anyone else. They had an event last Saturday at, at, the, at the White House that appears to be a, a super spreader event at the time of recording now. Uh, three senators have uh, have uh, come down with COVID as well as three of his uh, top advisors, including former uh, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. So yeah, that's, and he's in the hospital right now. So, and there's conflicting reports about how he's doing because they're trying to cover up, so. We'll see how we'll see how it goes in the coming days. But that's that's all I want to mention about that. We're not a we're not a political show. Vote Biden. But <clears throat> okay. I thought we weren't political. <laughs> that's a joke. I know, I'm joking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but seriously, vote Biden. Um so anyway. A a top impact star is a free agent. And they've they've said that they do have some upcoming projects with WWE coming up, even though they haven't signed with them yet. Talking about Rob Van Dam. Well, what kind of projects? I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Um, um, I guess I'm I'm thinking maybe a network special <laughs> coming up on Rob Van Dam, which I wouldn't mind. I I wouldn't mind seeing him back in WWE either. Someone else who was originally supposed to be in WWE this year was James Storm. He revealed this week that uh, WWE were actually close to signing him after WrestleMania, but then the pandemic happened. But he's he's hoping that, that they can still come to terms. Actually, you know what? And now I think about it, the, the deal was signed. But because of the pandemic, they never used him. So I, I don't know if he's still under contract with them and they just don't have anything for him or, you know, what. But I'm hoping, you know, what I would like to see, and I know Drew would as well, for them to team him, team him up with, with a Robert Roode and reform beer money. Which, <laughs> knowing WWE, I know they would call it something else because... I think beer money, that's a, that's a TNA thing. <clears throat> okay. I'm, ju I'm just going to poke fun a little bit because this is a very WWE thing. This is how they would do it. And I am going to reference back to Stone Cold and Kurt Angle. So they would just call it milk money. <laughs> <laughs> 
that by, by the way that was a good movie back in the day <laughs> yes it was <laughs> yeah so if i was wwe you know that could be something they could run with just call it milk money for fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure why not <laughs> uh, there were uh you know talking about coronavirus already there there were more uh <clears throat> outbreaks and because of uh because of that uh there were several several wrestlers that were off tv off off of raw and there were a couple matches that were canceled from uh from class champions so this week uh at uh, the pay-per-view they canceled the uh, tag team women's match between Shayna Baszler and uh, and Nia Jax against the Rice Squad, also Nikki Cross uh, match was canceled against Bailey uh, because all three uh, Jax, uh, Baszler, and Cross they all uh, came into contact with somebody who had COVID, so they had to quarantine for two weeks, which Nia Jax was was teasing on Twitter that uh, Shayna was pregnant, but mm. Shayna denounced those rumors. I think they were making fun of Becky Lynch. Uh, also, on Raw, because of, of COVID, we didn't get we didn't get Raw Underground this week because they taped Raw Underground at the Performance Center, which is where the outbreak happened. And, we, and Retribution wasn't on the show either because they're from NXT and all the little extra uh, retribution people are also NXT talent. So they're they're off, off the show for a couple of weeks as well. And speaking of the performance center, NXT is going to move back to the performance center starting with tomorrow night's TakeOver 31, which WWE already said there are they're going to let the rest of friends and family attend. Ugh. Yeah. And the the reason they moved they moved out of full sale was because uh the in the, I I didn't know this until I I heard it this week but film students actually tape NXT. It's not WWE uh film crews that do it, which explains why there's no camera c- cuts. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you see with Kevin Dunn. But, but since the, the campus is partially full, there's no students to, to do the filming, so <clears throat> they're going to move back to the PC for foreseeable future. Okay. Uh, this last this last week on Raw, did did y'all see the uh, the segment with uh, Bianca Belair? Yes. Did y'all sure. did y'all notice who was who was standing next to her at one point? I think that's when I was just listening. Who was it? Uh, well, I don't know his last name. I don't know his first name is Sugarton. It's uh. Pineapple Pete. He's now, he's huh. now with, he's now with WWE. He's he's an NXT talent now. <laughs> yeah. 
jeez. So not everybody goes from WWE to AEW. Yeah, sometimes Some people go the other way. way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, uh, speaking of that, Matt Cardona has uh, he's revealed that his deal with AEW is actually do- actually done with for now. His his contract end expired with All Out. He only had a short term contract. But he is helping to re-sign with the company, and he he wants to aspires to hold titles in AEW. <clears throat> so look forward to seeing more of him. And I'm gonna finish off the news with probably the dumbest story of the week. Uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, wide receiver. Or no, running back Ezekiel Elliott being sued. And why am I why am I talking about this on the wrestling show? Because he's being sued by Ryback. Just because Zeke uses the, the phrase "feed me," Ryback says it sounds a lot like his "feed me more," <laughs> which he actually trademarked. I don't think that's going to hold up because he doesn't use that last word. No, no, it's not going to hold up. No. Oh, and, oh, by the way, speaking of trademarks, uh, uh, September 24th, WWE trademarked the names Dominic Mysterio and Chelsea Green, even though that's her real name. Uh, but uh, rumor is that they did that because she's about to come up to the main roster and they trademarked Dominic's because his his names are actually Dominic Gutierrez. So yeah, yeah, a uh, lot of controversy there because uh, they have uh, you, you know that October second came and and went with uh, where they had to shut down their their Twitch streams and cameos. Well, now it appears that. Uh, WWE own those Twitch channels and are are making the wrestlers that had those channels sign new contracts that state that WWE are going to get uh, or they're going to get just a portion of what they make on those channels and and they're going to be controlled by WWE. But you know that's that's not right. That's was uh, you know their other source of income outside the company during the the pandemic, you know, they're not getting money from ticket sales and not as much from merch. So not right. So unless you yeah. have any any thoughts. My only thoughts on the Ryback thing is that it's not gonna hold up. I, no. His is feed me more. Zeke uses feed me, does the whole spoon thing. Like, come on, come yeah. on. It's it's it's. <laughs> we discussed it. There there's there's no point in even really talking about it because no. it's not going to hold up. Spoon, no. It could be a fork. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, spooning, forking, what whatever he's into, spooning. knifing. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Maybe it's chopsticks. Yeah. <laughs> see 
it's it's not like he's uh, Jaden and he's got Jackie Chan there and they're filming another version of the Karate Kid once he's older and all tatted up and buff, okay? So, <laughs> yeah. I, I would say no to the chopsticks. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that shit definitely to isn't going to hold up. <laughs> it's healthy? It's supposed to be. Why, just because mm. you you don't pick up as much rice with a chopstick? Right. <laughs> you're going to end up eating it anyway. <laughs> what have we come to? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's move no. on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like I said, that's not going to hold up. Uh, no. I understand them trademarking those names. Because they're not really their real name, so that's fine. Actually, Chelsea uh, Green did. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I meant as far as Dominic Mysterio. Oh, okay, yeah. Like he could, he would still be able to use Dominic Gutierrez. So, yeah, and and, and plus, there was a uh, lot there. <laughs> and plus, Ray Ray trademarked the name Prince Mysterio. Yeah, so that could also be used. Yeah, but. That'll be his AEW name. I hope so. <laughs> so before we get into the shows of the week, I want to get your guys' thoughts on Clash of Champions and what y'all thought of it. So I'm going to go with Johnny and get his thoughts on it first. Mm. I thought the SmackDown stuff was better than the Raw, Raw matches. <laughs> uh, you, uh, you had a, a pretty good opening uh, uh, on the pre-show tag match between Lucha Giles Party and and uh, Cesaro and Nakamura. Then later on uh, in the night, uh, even though Nikki Cross couldn't uh, wrestle. Um, Bailey came out uh, and she, you know, she issued an open challenge and Oscar answered. You know, Oscar already had a, a quick match with Zelina. Uh, I, I guess that was pretty good. But although I think they could have used someone else in this spot, you know, not uh, not the same people over and over again. But the the main event the main event was actually pretty good between Roman and Jay. Had a, had a lot of a uh, lot of drama in it. You know, at first, you, you know, you thought Roman was just going to squash Jay, but then, but then Jay started coming back, and uh, towards the uh, uh, towards the, the finish, Roman actually started. Doing some some MMA on on Jay, he 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 took him down, started started pounding on on him, which uh, actually I believe that was Paul Heyman's idea for that. Uh, but anyway, you know he kept demanding that Jay say that he, that he's he's the tribal chief. Jay refused to do that, so Roman just kept pounding on him, <clears throat> and then Jimmy comes out. With a towel, he's gonna throw it in, but you know Jay said, "No, no, don't, don't do it." 
don't do it. But, you know, eventually he, he had to throw in the towel. And uh, at first I thought this was going to be the end of the feud, but as we'll get to later, it's it's not. But other than that, I, I, I thought it was, it was it was fairly good. Drew, what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> um, I actually changed my mind on something this week. At first, I thought that them using Oscar to go and get Bailey was a bad idea. But I've thought about it, and the whole point of that match was have Sasha come out. So if anybody else came out there and Bailey got disqualified and lost, yeah. you'd, you'd be mad because they didn't get their chance to take the title. Yeah. But Oscar's already got a title, so it's not that big a deal. <laughs> and as you mentioned all the SmackDown matches. Although yeah. I have to say, I think the best Raw match was the ambulance match. <laughs> that that was that was good. <laughs> because yeah. you had all the legends come in and help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you know, you think it would be a situation where, where Drew would be upset that they helped him out, but no, he was fine with it. He said, Hey, they can beat him up as much as they want. Yeah. Although I didn't think him actually kicking the door off the ambulance was possible, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> And the one thing about the Roman match, did he or did he or did he not use the Rough Rider at one point in that match? <laughs> I yeah, I believe he did. <laughs> Which they it, didn't call it the Rough. Yeah, I know <laughs> he doesn't call that no more. It's radio silence, I think. Yeah, but I mean, in, in the, that's still a. But I mean, they could have still called it the Rough Rider because it's still in WWE, but they didn't. Yeah. And about the ladder match, I just thought Sam, uh, Sammy, that was a genius move, picking the, pulling out the handcuffs. And through the ear, ooh. Yeah. Through the ear to the handcuffed him to the ladder, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I loved how he handcuffed himself to AJ but had a key in his mouth the whole time and then took it out and then handcuffed AJ to the ladder. <laughs> that would just like, that would suck if he swallowed the key. Oh, I know. <laughs> My whole thought was, how's he doing this without swallowing it? No, he spits. He doesn't swallow. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Sammy spits. He doesn't swallow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I very much enjoyed the pay-per-view. Um, the handcuff through Jeff Hardy's <laughs> ear uh, de definitely gave me chills at first because I thought that was going to go different than it did. <laughs> uh, I was expecting a more extreme spot, but I could understand why Jeff wouldn't have wanted to do that spot yeah, we, I was thinking about. He he well he already had done extreme spots in that match. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm just glad he decided not to do that, even though it would have it would have definitely looked gruesome enough and would have been amazing to see in a way, but I'm glad he decided not to. 
But yeah, I think all the matches were pretty good, especially the last two. Um, the only thing I have to say about something Drew mentioned that he don't he doesn't think it was believable when Drew Claymore the door off of the ambulance. Well, Braun flipping over all kinds of cars and ambulances and shit. Yeah. That doesn't look any real either. It's so easier to I flip think car the knockoff boats and <laughs> kick a door off. I don't know, man. No, how old, how old is the ambulance? Yeah. <laughs> I'm as they reeking those but oh. as old as a driver. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think the ambulance is a lot younger than the driver. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, just suspend everything and just watch it for what it is. But yeah, I think him claiming the door off of the ambulance was a little bit more believable than all those flips Braun did. But eh, it, we enjoyed it. That's all that matters. And the story Roman and Jay told and Jimmy coming out at the end. Yeah, it it was an amazing pay-per-view in the end. So that's really all I have to say about it. And just to move into the shows of the week, uh, the last thing I have to say about Clash of Champions is as good as the Zelina match was, she got screwed. And I'm not going to get into it any more than that. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I thought you wanted to. Well, yeah. But at the same time, I go on forever. So we're just going to move past it and get into Raw because I'm probably going to end up talking about it anyway. So okay. to start off for the week, here's Johnny with his moment for Raw. So at the beginning of Raw, uh, the the four legends that, that helped Drew, they came out and and Drew came out as well, and they you know they congratulated him on on his win. Uh, Drew issued an open challenge that night for someone that he had never faced for the title. So I'm I mean, from the beginning, I I always knew who it was going to be. Uh, at one point, they showed Dolph Ziggler in the back talking to to Adam Pearce. You know, Adam Pearce said, "Well, you're not eligible because you already faced him." Uh, and so it turned out to be uh, Robert Root. He he made his return after after more than over six six months of being being uh, uh, I guess quarantine, I guess in in Canada. You know, because of travel restrictions, he he couldn't come back to the states, but he was finally able to to come back and made his return. Uh, he, of course, he he didn't win, but he he did have a good showing. But it does appear that they are going to keep uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Root a team for now. In fact, this Monday on Raw, they scheduled a six-man tag match with Drew McIntyre and the Street Profits against Randy Orton, uh, Ziggler, and Root. So it, it looks like uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Root are going to go for the tag titles. 
Okay. Yeah. I can see that since Raw doesn't have any tag teams right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all getting – one of the members are getting hurt on. <laughs> yeah. I, I could definitely see that happening as well. Um, it caught me off guard. I, I know we were talking right before it, and Johnny was like, it's going to be Robert Roode. It has to be. But there was nothing I had seen that made me think that. So whenever he did come out, I was like, I did not know I missed hearing Glorious so damn much. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I have to admit, the entrance is amazing. Uh, So just happy that he's back. And use him well, and we'll be fine. So I can't be too mad at that moment, I think. I think they'll do good with him this time around. So now that Johnny's chosen his moment, I'm going to go over to Drew and see what he enjoyed of Monday night. Okay. Well, we finally got a reason for Aleister Black attacking Kevin Owens. It's because he blames him for not being there when Murphy injured Aleister's eye. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's not a good friend because he wasn't there to help him. No, but neither, neither was Umberto or, oh, Dom, or Dominic or Ray. And this is Alistair's thinking, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then they had a match. And Alistair has new music. Pretty interesting there. Yeah, th- that's another uh, another uh, way of, you know, WWE trying to separate themselves from from CFO money, That the one that the group that made all those entrances. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, it, it's a shame because I did like that music. Yeah, I I, I always like the the hook, the drum beat at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then during the match, Kevin uh, Owens does a swanton off the apron on Alistair, <clears throat> but at one point, Alistair accidentally hits the referee and gets disqualified. And while he's arguing with the referee about it, KO stuns him. <laughs> but I just love the whole Alistair I love Alistair <laughs> yeah I mean uh, I I do as well so th- this whole new persona he has going on uh, it, it's pretty damn good I've enjoyed what they've done uh, They, I, I just think they just have to move forward with it and it's it's a little confusing right now to me the custom made eye patch (laughs) yeah that and him feuding with ko but okay this is gonna cut into smackdown a little bit but fuck it i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna yeah, I'll, I'll just wait and talk about it because it's going to tie in as to why I'm confused. So we'll just leave it at that for now. <laughs> but if I had to choose a moment, I'm definitely going to go with Aaliyah getting involved in the match between Murphy and Dominic Mysterio. 
so she pretty much got in Dominic's face and said she didn't know why he was doing this. And I really love Aaliyah's acting here. It, it she has me convinced. She she would make me think that she has had some training in acting, but I, I just really like that she's moving against her family and siding with Don and siding with Murphy. Uh, that's that's just a good dynamic there, and I'll I'm ready to see what they're gonna do with that. So. I think that's the moment I would have to go with because it's just really interesting to me. Right. Because because of the whole... you got so many dynamics. Is, yeah, I mean... you got the Mysterio family. Then you got yeah, Murphy and, getting in Seth's face after he stole his phone. <laughs> yeah. And then what's up with Seth and that whole test he had done and everybody thinking it was a dominant custody thing again. But it's actually Aaliyah. What's going to happen there? Who knows? So it's a lot of stories floating around. And who knows what they're going to go with. It keeps you guessing. So that that's what I'm liking from that the most. So we'll see where they end up going with it. And just to move away from Raw, I'm just going to go ahead and say Zelina had another match against Asuka and she got screwed again. So I hope that's not the end of her because now that she's separated from Andrade and Garza, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm scared. (laughs) She'll stay in the spotlight. Do you see a... I don't think so. We'll see. But Andrade was yelling at Slit after she lost the match. Andrade saying he, she's nothing without him. thought that was interesting, yeah. too. Yeah. And then later on on Twitter, Zelina put, I made you. <laughs> so I, I don't think it's over, but I don't know where it's going either. So I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. And to move away from Raw, we're going to go ahead and go over to SmackDown and see what Johnny enjoyed from there. Okay. Well, there wasn't a lot on this week's SmackDown. Uh, Well, I'm going to tell you what I didn't like. Uh, certain stars that aren't aren't getting a good showing that they should be getting. Uh, these were two separate matches that were that were back to back. That lasted probably thirty seconds. The first being Otis against against John Morrison. The second being Sheamus against uh, against Chad Gable. I'm not going to call him Shorty G. <clears throat> they they deserve a lot more than just thirty seconds. I mean, Morrison's a former Impact World Champion. Chad Gable's a former Olympian. They they deserve better in, in the company. You know, and, uh, 
Morrison, he, even in his first run in WWE, he was underappreciated. I'm hoping that when with this draft coming up, that they both end up on Raw and getting getting better storylines. I could see John Morrison going after uh, having matches with Bobby Lashley for the U- U.S. title. Maybe, maybe even going up against Drew for the WWE title. Yeah, I I mean, <clears throat> it, I'm just really bummed out at that as well. More for Morrison than Chad Gable because Chad Gable is still young. <clears throat> yeah, it, he still has a lot of years left in his career. As to where John Morrison is a little older, and he probably doesn't have that much left in his career, especially with the style he likes to use. So I just hope this was a one-week thing, as bad as it looked for Morrison, and that they treat him differently this coming week. That That's all... I really think about that. And, I mean, Chad Gable can always bounce back. I think he will do better once they get audience again. Yeah. I think right now they don't know what to do with him because there's no audience, so they're just kind of rolling with the Shorty G thing. But once he – once audiences come back, I think they'll do better with him, so – I'm not too worried about Chad Gable. But, yeah, it it worries me that they did that with Morrison. So I just hope they do better by him. So now that we got that bad moment out of the way. No thing with the uh, Otis thing. The only reason they had that match was so you could find out Otis is going to represent himself in court next week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And that's going to go well. You never know. He could be a pocket Perry Mason or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's studying in college. <laughs> oh, he's been watching a lot of TV shows. Yeah. A lot, lot of Law and Order. <laughs> or L.A. Law or whatever. <laughs> L.A. Law. Well, one of those. <laughs> a lot of court, night court. He's been watching a lot of night court. Night That's court. Uh, <laughs> I like, I, out of those three, I like oh, night court. Hey, I love night court. Yeah, I do. I do too. I wish I still showed it. Okay, I swear, if Otis comes in next week and says he learned everything he needed to learn to defend himself from Judge Judy, I'm gonna fucking bust out laughing. Well, he he learned everything he, from uh, Bull Shannon. <laughs> very <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, John Larry I mean, <laughs> who was it? I, I, Dan Fielding, John Larrakid. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, I, I, I said I hope they do something good with Morrison, and that they're gonna take him seriously. But then we talk to this shit, <laughs> and we want the courtroom scene <laughs> to be funny, so. 
we're kind of contradicting ourselves a little bit here. But... I mean, I mean, I'm sure it will be comical. It, it will be. It has to be. But, God, I really just wish it was someone else involved instead of Morrison. But It's not Morrison. I don't know. Miz. Yeah, but they're together as a tag yeah. team. So Yeah, but Miz isn't you know. on this lawsuit. I mean, Morrison's name isn't on the lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> Just do good by Morrison after this. You want to finish it up? Fine, yeah, yeah. But okay, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just treat him well after that. He deserves it. So now that we got that moment in there, I'm going to go over to Drew and see what he enjoyed from SmackDown. I enjoyed the main event. Sammy versus Jeff for the Intercontinental title. And first Sammy comes out and Evidently, during Jeff's intro, Sammy removed the turnbuckle padding and hit it somewhere. <laughs> but we never saw it until halfway through the match when they're throwing Jeff towards it, and he puts his hands up there and stops like, where the hell is the pad? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there was one big hit when Jeff jumped at Sammy off the stairs onto the barricade, and Sammy moved. That looked like it hurt. At least yeah. I said ow and I made all these funny faces when I was watching TV. It's like ow, ow. But it was a good match back and forth. But Jeff goes up to the turnbuckle with the exposed corner, gets on top of it. Oh, I fix him to a, his, one of his high flying finishers. And Sammy knocks his legs out and he hits his head on turnbuckle. And Sammy retains cleanly, I guess. <laughs> Not really, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he retained as clean as could be with the situation they were in. So. The spot that looked like it hurt was when Jeff did the swamp down off the top and Sammy put his knees up and his yeah. knees went right into Jeff's, the back of Jeff's head. Yeah, yeah. That, that can't be good for Jeff. <laughs> Especially with as many matches as he's had and the style he's been doing since forever, it can't feel good anymore. So (laughs) we say be careful and that he should change up his style a little bit, but he's still going to keep on going. So I guess we might as well just sit back and enjoy it. (laughs) But if I had to go with the moment, <laughs> it's 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 pretty obvious. It's, I, yeah, <laughs> I should pick differently, but I won't because it's just what I love. So it, it was the Kevin Owens show, and as a guest, he had Alexa Bliss, and he was pretty much interviewing her about. Why are you going with the fiend? What's the obsession there? And this and that. And she said, well, have you ever really been touched by him? He changes you. And he made me see the world for what it really is. And that's when she asked KO, have you ever been touched by him? And he said, no. 
which led to Alexis and Kevin talking about how he's everywhere. So that's when KO gets creeped out and says, he's here, isn't he? And yeah, lights shut down. Then they come back on and well, he's got said, the mandible. First she said, let him in. Yeah. <laughs> then the, then yeah. the lights cut out. Yeah. So lights cut out. They come back on. He's got the mandible claw on KO. He gets choked out. And the fiend gets up, extends his hand to Alexa. And they go into the darkness together, hand in hand. I love this story. <laughs> yeah, just the visual of Alexa and the fiend hand in hand. Both uh, Alexa with the creepy smile, which is amazing, and the fiend just looking badass as always. I, I'm glad that this isn't over. I've said that before. And just to see them actually together now, and her not being afraid. It's going to be amazing from here on out. So I'm just ready for what they're going to do with this next week. Well, yeah, what's interesting is um, this Monday on Raw, uh, KO is going to have K- the Kevin Owens uh, show again on Raw. And this time his guest is going to be Bray Wyatt. <laughs> and yeah. The Fiend is actually supposed to... F- First time on TV next Friday, an actual match. Yeah, against KO. Which they they've actually stacked, got a pretty good stack to SmackDown for next week. What well, is the first night of the draft too? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. First, <laughs> they also have a uh, uh, Sheamus against Biggie in a, in a uh, street or uh, false count anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, and then Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the title, which I I, I hope. It really doesn't take that match doesn't take place because it can't really be the end of that feud. No, no, they're gonna save it for the next pay per view and put those two in the Hell in a Cell. Well, yeah, that <laughs> that's the rumor. In fact, in fact, there's word that that match is gonna actually gonna main event Hell in a Cell. I can see that happening. <laughs> so it looks like we're, we're we may get three Hell in a Cell matches. With uh, Randy and Drew, and possibly even even Jay and Roman. Yeah, probably. Oh, I, I think we're definitely gonna get three. But... At least it's not the Fiend, and they can't screw it up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, now I'm a little worried. Because I said it. <laughs> yes, now it's in my mind. It wasn't in my mind until you said it. So I'm just flashing back but... a year ago. Hey. Yeah. How do you stop a Hell in a Cell match? I, I feel my anxiety starting to kick in. Well, well <laughs> also, you know, somebody pointed out that they compared the Kofi's run with the title to, to Drew's run this year. So last year, Kofi won it at WrestleMania just like Drew did. Then at, at, at uh, Extreme Rules, Kofi faced Dolph Ziggler, which is saying, which is what, what Drew did. Then Kofi faced Randy Orton at SummerSlam and Clash of Champions, which is the same thing Drew did. So <laughs> they're saying that 
Brock Lesnar to be Drew for the title in like nine seconds in next week. I hope it doesn't happen. No. I don't think it no. will. No. No. We we she don't want need... it from Brock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't need things from the past that were horrible like that to happen again. So yeah. Let's let's just not do that, please. I don't say please often. No. WWE please don't do that. But to talk about the confusion the confusion I mentioned. So on the first night of the draft, it's supposed to be Kevin Owens versus The Fiend. So if you're going to do that, what is this thing you're doing between Alistair and Kevin Owens? Because now you got him involved in two different stories. Well, what could happen, maybe they're going to draft both Kevin and Alistair to SmackDown with The Fiend. If they do that, Vega would probably have to go too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because they're going to keep married couples together. Yeah. So Zelina would have to go as well. And if Zelina goes... If Zelina goes, then you would think uh, Andrade would have to go. No, no this, this no, would be one way to split them up for good. Yeah, they're done. But are they really? Yes, they are really. As much as, you so. do, as much as you, you don't want it to be, they're done. No, I'm okay. I, I'm going to be completely honest here. I'm not even going because I like them together or anything like that. I'm just I'm just going by what I saw. And if if it really was going to be over between them two, why not just leave it as it was, not have that little confrontation they had on Raw. Or even do that and just leave it at that. Don't have Zelina go on Twitter and post, I made you. Just end it there. I don't think it's over because of the back and forth they had on Raw. So. Okay, I take my mind. They're, they're just going to draft Kevin Owens back down. <laughs> yeah. I, that, I didn't mean I, to start a whole thing. The Alistair KO thing's over. Yes. Yeah, I that. Now he goes after Umberto. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I just don't know where they're going. That's the confusing part. It seems like they're trying to do too much at once. And and that's and that they don't even know what they're doing. Well, yeah. Then that's also the thing. (laughs) That's also the thing about the draft, too. There's word that they don't even know what direction they're going to go in in with the coming draft. And Triple H said that he doesn't even know what NXT's involvement in the draft is going to be. So, you know, I, they got less than a week to figure it out. They're not going to be able to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to sound negative, but I'm just confused about a lot of the spots there because of everything they've done. And 
if they do split up certain people, it'll just be dropped shit that never really ended. So I don't know. It's just going to be confusing, and we'll see what they end up doing. Plus, you know, right now, right now, since they're not traveling anyway, it doesn't matter if you split split couples up. Also, very true. So, one of them could stay on Raw, the other one could go to SmackDown, and it really won't cause anything there because, yeah, they're not traveling. But once they do start traveling, then they have to worry about it. Again, just something else to worry well, about then, then they'll figure when that out. time comes. Yeah, they'll figure it out when, it gets, when they get to it. I, I like how... Not just do we a trade. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, like how, I like how we were going to try and move forward, and we were going to be like, all right, let's stop with all the problems we're finding, and we'll just keep to our reviews that we're doing. <laughs> And then something else comes up on accident. But, yeah, we're going to move on. So, yeah, we'll just wait to see what they do there. So, now that we went through Raw and SmackDown, uh, I'm going to move over to Johnny and Andrew because they had the time to watch NXT. So... (laughs) I'm going to go with them and see what their thoughts on NXT was. Well, I, I like that. I I think we may have seen, finally seen an Adam Cole uh, face turn when he he uh, he called out Austin Theory uh, and he he gave him two choices. He, he could either come down to the ring and face him or Adam Cole can go can go uh, meet him on the ramp. So they they had a they had a a match which uh, was was a it was a good match. Uh, it didn't I mean obviously it didn't last long, but uh, yeah I'm 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 glad to see this this turn for Adam Cole. Uh, he may you know he may be looking to be a part of the draft. Uh, the word is that they they are actually going to sp- may split up the undefeated era because uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly are, are going to get the face turns and Bobby Fish and Roger Strong, which which their taxi name is uh, Fishing Rod, will uh, will remain heels. Yeah, I gave them I gave them a new taxi name. <laughs> so you gave it to him, and that's not the official name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Yeah. <laughs> that's not official. No. It's okay. <laughs> not official. <laughs> yeah, the, re- the reason he called out theory was because the- theory was bad mouthing Kyle and saying Austin yeah. should have had that opportunity, not Kyle. Right. Yeah. But I really enjoyed the actual face-to-face with uh, Finn Bauer and Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, that was good. Moderated by uh, John Michael. Basically, they started out saying how much they respect each other. They liked each other's <laughs> careers. But Kyle said, well, like when I got to NXT, 
when I got to New Japan, you just left and went to NXT. When I finally get to NXT, you just went to the main roster. So we just haven't had that chance to fight yet. And you talk about how you got 20 years. Well, I got 15, and that's not that big a difference. <laughs> <laughs> it was just – and then they just started insulting each other. And yeah. Kyle was talking about, it's my day to shine. <laughs> And Finn questioned whether Kyle's going to do it alone or is he going to have Undisputed Era help him. So it's going to be a good show tomorrow, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, all this Undisputed Era dissension and Kyle O'Reilly kind of stepping, stepping in and taking over for the Adam Cole role once he gets – moved up to the main roster it's going to be a little it's going to be a lot different go ahead and say that but I think they're definitely putting the better things in motion for moving forward so I'm excited to see how it goes tomorrow night because we'll get into predictions here in a bit so I'll say what I think is going to happen, but it's going to be really interesting if what I think is going to happen actually happens. So we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But sounds like it was a pretty good episode of NXT from everything I've heard. Yeah, and that opening match, there was just one spot. It was Shotzi versus Dakota Kai. Yeah. They were on the apron and she, uh, Dakota kind of did a backflip, not a backflip. What do they call that? Where she flips her over, she lands on her back. Backflip. Oh, anyway. <laughs> a belly belly? No. No, a back toss. That's what it is. Okay. And Shotzi kind of lands on her neck awfully hard and rolls off the ring. Mm. And the referee was down there quick, checking on her. I mean, they stayed down for a good two or three minutes to just land down there. And they, because it was happening right before they went to commercial. They were still down there when they came back. So, <laughs> <laughs> but Shotzi gets the win. But yeah, that was one hell of a. I got scared right then. <laughs> she landed on her neck like that. It's like, ouch. Yeah, I, I heard there was a couple of spots there where people got a little nervous. So you know, hey, NXT goes hard. They go in more extreme than the main roster. So things are going to look rough, but at the same time, they're ultimate professionals. So they know what they're doing. It, it, it might hurt a lot more, but they know what they're doing. So can't, can't be too mad for them doing the amazing things that keep – most of us coming back to watch every week. <laughs> so, hell yeah. That's some real good shit. So, unless if there's anything else y'all want to say about NXT, uh, we're going to step away from WWE now, and I'm going to go to Johnny and see what he enjoyed from Dynamite this week. I I like the uh, backstage segment with the MJF and the inner inner circle. Uh, so uh, and uh, this is like the the third 
instead of backstage segments that Jericho and MJF have, have had. So he goes to their locker room and he comes he comes bearing gifts. He has customized jackets for everyone except Sammy. He forgot Sammy's. <laughs> but but I, he goes up to Jericho. He said he said so. So do you want me to join the inner circle? And then Jericho said, "Well, well, do you want to join the inner circle?" And they 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 go back and forth a, a few times, which I I, I like I like the dynamic dynamic. This is this actually goes back to last year when AEW first started, uh, when Jericho first asked MJF if he wanted to be in, be in a circle. So I, yeah, I I see. MJF joining the inner, inner circle, even and even overtaking Jericho as the leader of the inner, inner circle. I could also see uh, a face turn for Sammy Guevara because by MJF joining the group, they may end up kicking Sammy out of the group. Especially since Sammy's the only one that didn't get a jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, there's a, there's a sign there, <laughs> and then and then at the end after Wardlow and MJF go off uh, or leave, uh, Sammy Sammy's like, "What a loser!" You know that's uh, that's the thing that that they've been doing in their interviews, and Jerry goes like, "Wait, maybe not." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the intrigue. Yeah, I definitely like the back and forth they have together. God, just so good. And then Sammy being left out from not getting a jacket. Uh, <laughs> definitely building to something happening there, like you said. So is, is it going to take a while to get to that point? Yes. But one of the yeah. things AEW does best is Long-term build stories thing. along the way. Long-term yeah. booking. Yeah. So it's it's something they bring up now, and they could kind of set off to the side and go and do different things, but it's always in the back of your mind. You don't forget, and that's what I love about AEW. So hell yeah, I like how they did that shit. So now that we got that moment in there, I'm gonna go over to Drew and see what he enjoyed the most out of Dynamite. There's way too many, too much stuff to choose from. <laughs> yeah, they're always good. Yeah, yeah. I know. But uh, I'm gonna go with the FTR SCU match. That was a good one. With Adam Page on commentary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was, and at one point, Christopher Daniels got tossed to the back, and had, as he was walking to the back. <laughs> Page asked, asked him to bring him a refill. Yeah. Bring <laughs> <Before him. whiskey>. <laughs> <laughs> I love Page. I just love him. Yeah. But it was back I and mean, forth. And I thought SCU was going to win it several times. But in the end, FTR won it because totally helped. <laughs> yeah. Held down SCU's feet. To, so they couldn't kick out while the while the ref was counting. So it was a good match. 
Yeah. I'm I'm on the same page with you, man. You see what I did there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Adam Adam Page. He's yeah. just Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna name a quick list here. Moxley is a badass. Cody and the way he came in, which is actually my moment, so I'll talk about that here in a bit. He's a badass. The Young Bucks, badasses. There's, it's so hard with AEW to pick one person that shines better than the rest because it's just one elite group of people that... And they're all elite. Yeah, and they're all elite. I mean, for real. This is uh, and um, and then oh okay and then so after the match, Paige is still at the table at the commentary table, and you know Jr. and and uh, Excalibur start announcing this tournament that that they're gonna have to to uh, see who's gonna face uh, uh, John Moxley for the AEW title down the line, and the finals is gonna happen at Full Gear in November. But and they mentioned the first three names. It was Jungle Boy. I forget who the second name was, but the third name was Kenny Omega. And and the look on at Adam's face, you you would think like his girlfriend broke up with him. He he just took off the headset. He said, "I gotta go." <laughs> yeah. Uh so it's going to be four, right? It's an eight-man. It's an eight-man. Okay. Eight man okay. Man. okay. <clears throat> Definitely. Obviously, Kenny's in because that's what they said. But Jungle Boy's in. Yeah. Jungle Boy's in. Who is that saying? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> can't remember yeah, who they said. Just, just somebody that's in there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Drew's probably going to look it up here, but <laughs> what, one of the things... Oh, it's Phoenix. That's, yes, Phoenix. See, not a knock on Phoenix, but you're the small man in a group of titans. So Jungle Boy's not that big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but the way they have used them and who they have put them against makes him part of that elite group sure it's the bottom part of the elite group because he still needs to be built up a little more but he's in the conversation and phoenix is not so even though he's in there he's not really in the conversation but again going back to what i was going to say uh page is going to be in there yeah. The finals are probably going to come down to Kenny and Page. Yeah. And I am ready for that he shit. Yeah. The breakdown that's going to happen when these two guys go at each other, fuck, is all I have to say. And that's probably what I'm going to be saying a lot throughout the whole match. It's just going to be, fuck. Fuck what's happening. Yeah. I'm getting excited just thinking about it, and we're nowhere near that happening yet. So, 
Whew. Unless they put Orange yeah. Cassidy in there. <laughs> I just threw him off again. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> they could do a lot. They could do a lot there. So I'm not going to get, even, even though you heard the level of excitement I just got into there. I'm not going to get too excited now. I'm just going to wait and see what happens. So now that, now that that's been said, another person definitely in the conversation is Cody Rhodes. And his new look, just the way he came out with the intensity he, with the intensity he cut in this promo and just the way Brody Lee came out and how they were face-to-face. It just felt different. I don't know, man. I think Cody's going to get the upper hand here. He needs that win. So, I think it's going to be a heck of a build towards this match and they're going to blow the roof off the place. It's going to be the main event when it happens. Next week. Happens next week. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I, I don't think it's going to be – they're going to do – I hate to call it the WWE thing, but that's exactly what's going to happen. Well, you know, you know be, he, can't, he can't defend that title on pay-per-view, right? Because it's called the TNT title, so it's like a TV title. He has to defend it on on TNT. He defended once on the pay per view when he fought yeah. a Hager, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been defended on pay per view. Has it? So, but, yeah. but Cody defended it every week. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just think this this is just going to be kind of like a little taste of what's going to happen. And there's going to be some interference, definitely. So it's not going to end the way we think it's going to end. It's not going to be clean. This is just going to be a little tease for that pay-per-view match. And that's when, that's when shit hits the fan. So... We have that to look forward to. <laughs> so and yeah, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. No, you know, go ahead and finish, finish, finish. Yeah, I was just gonna say the different field of Cody Rhodes here is what has me excited the most because he was kind of set in his ways and kind of being the clean cut company man. Yeah, and this feels a lot different from who Cody was. So I'm just ready to see where he goes with this. Something interesting I found out about Cody this week at, at Diamond Dallas Page, she did an interview with uh, Louis, Louis Dangler from uh, Russell Talk. And uh, uh, DDP said that uh, Cody was introduced to the Young Bucks by Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens is good friends with the Young Bucks, so uh, 
so he told me, you know, he told him, why don't y'all let, you know, like and Cody in, in your group, you know, he, he has something there, you know, and he's got a, he's got a great future ahead of him. And uh, uh, DDP said that, that next year he made like seven figures as, as a part of the elite. So I, in a way, Kevin Owens is responsible for AEW. <laughs> Okay, I, I, I was going to say the same thing, but I'm just glad it got out there because, <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't for Kevin Owens, he he never would have met the Bucks. I mean, maybe eventually he would have, but who yeah. knows what would have happened for real. And, so, and this, this also opens the door for Kevin Owens running AEW too. Yeah, yeah. So, however many years are left in KO's contract, I mean, come on. Do you really want to keep doing the KO show? Or you can go over here and be who you want to be. Be Kevin Kevin Steen. I'm down. So, be careful, WWE, because... (laughs) You think you think you're safe with the people you have, but AEW has clearly shown that they can turn whoever you let go into stars. Yeah. And they will capitalize and they will take over. Pun intended, motherfuckers. So <laughs> Segway. Yeah. What's this pineapple yeah. Pete? Oh. <laughs> See, I, uh, again, <laughs> not going to get into it, but <laughs> Pineapple Pete, be careful because WWE will fuck you up, man. Yeah, especially, okay? especially since you just came from the competition. Yes. Next thing you know, your, your new name is, fuck, I don't know, Mango Tango. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna beat up Baba Yanka. And you're gonna be going yeah. after the twenty four seven title. Yeah. You're just gonna be running around in circles every week going for the twenty four seven title. So not a good move. I think he definitely had something in AEW with Pineapple Pete, so Hey Mango Tango's a better name than Velveteen Dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even though I'm sh- even though I'm shitting on probably how they would treat him. Still a better name than Velveteen Dream. So at least you got that going for you. (laughs) But yeah. So yeah, like Johnny said, that's a segue. So we're going to go straight into it. We have NXT TakeOver 31 this weekend. We have it tomorrow night. So we're going to go through real quick and give our predictions for it. So the first match I have on the card is Kushida versus, here we go, this motherfucker again, (laughs) Velveteen Dream. Do we even really need to have this conversation? Definitely Kushida. I I like this new edgier side of Kushida. He's bringing up the, the New Japan Kushida. 
and yeah, uh, you know, I think, like I said before, I think Velveteen Dream is on his way out. So give it to Kushida. This is a, his first takeover match since he's been with the company now since last April. So time he got he got uh, a, a big win here. Kushida. Kushida. <laughs> I yeah. Oh we we made it pretty clear that Velveteen Dream is a dick. We don't like him. I know some people do, like we have said, but to keep it short, Kushida wins his first takeover match. So he's gonna have one of the best matches of his career he's at in NXT. And yeah, he's taken that. So no problem there. The next match on the card is the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Santos Escobar versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. I'm, I'm going to take Swerve Scott on this just because I don't, I don't like Escobar. I True. think I think Escobar is going to do something underhanded to win again. <laughs> you think you think his his guys are going to help him? I don't know. Just something underhanded. It's not going to be clean. Because <laughs> <laughs> last time it was the loaded the loaded mask. Yeah. So I don't know what it'll be this time, but I don't think it's going to be clean. I think it's in. Escobar is going to retain that way. Yeah, I, I think the same thing. Uh, Santos is a shady character so yeah definitely something underhanded there uh, it's not going to go right for Isaiah Swerve Scott so yeah Escobar is definitely going to retain uh, next match after that for the NXT North American Championship here we go motherfuckers Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Damian Priest. I think he'll he'll keep keep the title. <laughs> Johnny's had it had it before, so yeah. Drew. It's too early for him to lose it, Priest. I'm torn here. I really am because Damian Priest impressed me when he first came into NXT. I know one of the things I I called him because I heard it from someone else that this is how they were describing him. It was uh, the second-rate knockoff version of Baron Corbin. Which he he kind of did have that look, but he definitely impressed me when he started doing everything he was doing in NXT and how he did it so quickly. So I hate to go against him, but this is Johnny Gargano we're talking about. So I think it's going to be an upset. And it's going to be Johnny Gargano here. 
we will see, but that's who I'm going with. <laughs> and for the NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. Uh, I think uh, Io is going to retain. She better. <laughs> <laughs> if she doesn't, it's something underhanded and Johnny helped out some way, but I still think EO is going to do it. Okay. See, this is exactly why I waited <laughs> for this match to say what I was going to say, because I think Candice LeRae is going to distract, going to cause a distraction in the Damian Priest-Johnny Gargano match. And that's what's going to cause Johnny to, to get the win. And the same thing is going to happen. They're both going to cause distractions. And they're going to walk out hand in hand with championship gold. So I can see them doing that eventually. But I don't see them doing it with the North American championship. I think it waits till Johnny gets another shot at the NXT title. Maybe, but I could see I could see it being a recurring story to where this happens here and then it can also happen later. And this could be like their MO. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, er every time Johnny has a title match, here comes Candace to cause the distraction and that's how he wins. So that that's just the vibe I get with the characters they are now, so I, that's why I see this happening. So we will see. But oh, he's picking Candice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both going to walk out as champions. So Johnny and Candice both walk out as champions. Next season, uh, the power couple. <laughs> yeah, they're the power couple. They're the new Stephanie and Triple H. <laughs> and I mean, come on, who runs NXT? Triple H. So, yeah, that's that's what I think is going to happen there. And for the final match of the night for the NXT Championship, Finn Balor versus Kyle O'Reilly. Finn, all the way. <laughs> he's thinking it's yeah, his first he's time having a real hard time with this <laughs> oh I love Undisputed Era <laughs> my favorite one of my favorite factions but it's Finn's first defense and you normally don't lose it on your first defense most times but you, every once in a while there's a there's a something thrown into the mix where you do Give me Kyle O'Reilly. Why not? Give me Kyle. See, for he's... what I was about to say was he's uh, stalling and covering his bases before uh, <laughs> he gives a response, but <laughs> then he gave it. He's, so He's calling the upset. Yes, I'm calling the yeah. upset. I'm calling a triple upset. 
<laughs> <laughs> because I also think Kyle O'Reilly is going to take this. You can't. Okay, let's say Adam Colt is on the way out. And in the draft, he is going to come to either Raw or SmackDown. You can't have someone like Kyle O'Reilly coming into this match. And if you're trying to build him to be the new Adam Cole, he can't lose here. He needs to go into this week as champion because by the end of the week or the beginning of the following week, whichever way it happens, Adam Cole is out. So you can't have him coming into the first week without Adam Cole and having a loss. So, yeah, I'm calling the triple upset here. And I'm going to go with Kyle O'Reilly. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, takeovers are always badass. (laughs) Yeah, they're always the best of the best of the best. So it's going to be a crazy night and I can't wait to see what happens. I'm definitely watching. I think, I think all three of us are going to be glued to our seats. So yeah, that's, those are our thoughts and I hope we're right because if the way we predicted it, at least on on my end and on Drew's end a little bit, kind of with this these upsets for this upsets that we're calling, it's gonna make for an interesting night. So I definitely can't wait for that. So to kind of tie it up here and to see how he does this week, it's time to stump the brain. Okay. Last week, we did the Raw Women's title. This week, I want to know who was the first ever SmackDown Women's Champion. Becky Lynch. Okay. Damn. Yeah, man. There you go. Yeah. We we definitely need to (laughs) step up the difficulty level here. We've kind of – we've kind of – we hit them hard for a little bit there, but now they're getting a little bit easier. So <laughs> we're definitely going to have to think some things out here and see what we can come up for the following week. <laughs> but yeah, definitely a lot of stuff to look forward to, like like we said. And tomorrow's going to be one crazy night. So I hope everyone's able to enjoy it. Uh, don't be a dumbass like Donald Trump. Wear your <laughs> masks. I, I I I held it in for a long time because I didn't say anything at the very beginning. So don't be a dumbass. Wear your mask. Fuck you. You're not going to get four more years. That's all I need to say. <laughs> Again, not a political podcast, so I'm just going to leave it at that. You know? <laughs> And come on, Kamala Harris is a badass. So just saying, not a political podcast, but 
definitely wear your mask. I hope everyone's able to enjoy tomorrow. And we'll come at you next week with our thoughts on NXT and the shows of the week. So And the first night of the draft. <laughs> and the first night of the draft. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, it's going to be a fucking hell of a week. So we'll talk to y'all then and have a good night, everyone. See you next week. Thank you later. Hey guys, Trigger here. I'm here to talk to you about a company called Stain Metal 666 that's based out of Mexico. Um, they're really involved in the metal music scene. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I really do love listening to rock and metal music. Uh, been that way for a long time. I'm into a lot of bands. Uh, one of the bands I currently started listening to a lot is Ginger, and they've worked closely with them on promoting their shirts and their hats and everything they have to offer with this business. So I'm here to give them a shout out because I just ordered from them recently and they definitely have a positive message of loving music and loving metal music and staying together as a community through metal music. So definitely, definitely a good company to be a part of. And they're looking for support. Um, I'm going to link their Facebook page in the, in, the, in the podcast part of it. So y'all can definitely check them out. Uh, the link will be in the description. And uh, yeah, just give them a chance. Uh, Luis is a hard worker and he'll work with you to get whatever product you need from them shipped worldwide. And uh, it's definitely worth the wait. They're amazing products. I am waiting to get mine in this week and I'll definitely be supporting and wearing it. So yeah, definitely check them out and uh, take it easy and stay metal.